Welcome to the And Just Like That Sex in the City Fans podcast. I created this podcast for Sex in the City fans and just like you who love Carrie Bradshaw and are super excited to binge out on this new HBO Max series and just like that. Let's watch the new chapter of Sex in the City and just like that and talk about fashion, love, relationships and life in New York City. Hi, I'm Dimple Dang. I am your host. I'm a marketing expert, a podcast coach and a podcaster. And let's get this party started. All right, you guys, welcome back to And Just Like That Fans Podcast. You know what? I'm a little baffled today. After watching episode one of season one, I don't even know where to begin. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. I'm sure you guys are also in shock. But you know what? It's my job to bring you this podcast. So I'm going to put all that aside. and We're going to talk about what's going to happen and what's happened and all of that. Okay, so episode two opens up with Carrie and she's with Charlotte and they go to visit with a funeral director. I mean, and this scene is like so interesting and it's funny, but actually not funny where Charlotte is very emotional. It's almost as if Charlotte has lost her husband and it's not the case, but she is just sobbing and being very emotional and overly dramatic. What else is new though? Charlotte is always that way. But poor Carrie, she's like, oh my God, like I can't deal with this. She's like, I cannot deal with this. I just lost the love of my life. And it took me how many years to get him because he was commitment phobic. So I think Carrie's like, oh, I can't do this. So the funeral director comes in and I guess Carrie just wasn't feeling that place. It wasn't her vibe or maybe Charlotte killed the vibe. I don't know. But she's just like, nah, I can't do it. So she decided we got to get out of here. We're not going to do anything here. And I feel bad because the funeral director took it personally and thought like, oh, this is something to do with me. But the cool thing is like Carrie was so sweet, even through going through such a tough time in her life. I feel like she's been so nice to everyone else. And I really love seeing her character that way. Whereas other people would probably be breaking down. They wouldn't be that nice. And of course, I mean, that is scary, but you never know how someone will react when they lose a loved one, because that is something that no one is prepared for ever. And the fact that Carrie handled it so well, it almost makes me think that it hasn't hit her yet right? You guys, like it has not hit her yet. And I think when you lose someone, whether it's your mom, whether it's your boyfriend, your husband, you know, like someone that's near and dear to you, I don't think it hits you right away. I think it takes a while. And I think there's stages of grief that people go through and she's going through a stage where she is not really realizing what has happened. And she's just kind of going through the motions because she knows she has to. If you remember in the beginning of this episode, she's like, well, okay, like now what? The beginning of this episode starts with her and Miranda, she called Miranda. Miranda comes to her door and, you know, hugs her and, and Carrie's like, what now? And Miranda's like, well, they have to take him out of here. And she's like, no, what now? And when Carrie said that, what it really meant is like, what do I do now? I just lost the love of my life. And it took me this many years to get the love of my life. You guys hear me out. 
Mr. Big was not an easy guy to pin down to get a ring on your finger and to get married. So the fact that Carrie was able to do that, I will say he really loved her. Now, will some people say he wasn't really a good guy and all this? Yeah, maybe. But the fact that they finally did end up together and in episode one, they were dancing in their living room and kitchen. And that was a beautiful moment because that's not what I expected. <laughs> I expected that he would be cheating on her. He would be, I don't know, you know, doing what Mr. Big does, getting commitment phobic. And the fact that they were together and they were happy, that was like a beautiful thing. And the fact that Mr. Big was gone in episode one, I feel like it was a little premature, meaning I wanted to see more of Mr. Big, but I know a lot of other people are also like, oh, they had to kill off his character because it just wasn't going to serve any purpose and whatever. I get it. But the fact is, if you're a female and you've ever dated a guy and he's been commitment phobic and you always wanted to be with him and one day he overcame being commitment phobic and said yes to you and agreed to be with you, come on, would you not be excited and ecstatic? You would, right? So you cannot just sit there and be like, oh, I don't appreciate that moment. If you don't appreciate it, then whatever. But honestly, that moment is romantic. Now, is it a little fake? Probably, but that's not the point. It's a story. It's a show. So it's not all real, right? But the fact is like, would you want Mr. Big to be like the villain or would you want him and Carrie to be happy for their last moments that they had together? So my answer is, of course, I would want them to be happy. And the fact that they were happy was really sweet to see. It's just a little bittersweet that he's gone, right? He's gone way too soon. But the other thing that surprises me, you guys, is like Carrie, I don't think she's really dealing with it yet. I don't think it's sunk in because she's just very like calm and I don't know. It's just, it's just strange. I feel like all of it has not hit her yet. And we're going to watch like another episode, episode three, episode four, even it could be episode six where all of a sudden it hits her and she's like, oh my God, Mr. Big is gone. The love of my life is gone. And I think that's something to consider, right? So after Carrie and Charlotte left that meeting with that funeral director where Carrie was not feeling it, it was such a moment because Charlotte was the one that was sobbing and being super emotional. And it's almost like you saw Carrie having to babysit Charlotte and put her in the car and be like, okay, get the hell out of here. Are you going to be okay? But I think that is something to notice, right? Because it's like, she's not the one who lost someone, yet she's being so emotional. But of course, maybe that's a little bit of what Charlotte is. But still, it's something that really stands out. It's like, why is Charlotte being so emotional and Carrie's being calm? So I think it's not that Charlotte's being so emotional that bugs me. It's more like, why is Carrie being so calm? Like, is she just going to have a temper tantrum in a few episodes? Like, what's going to happen, you guys? Because why is she being so calm? It, it doesn't make sense. And yeah, Carrie's always been like cool, calm, collected. But yet, she's human, you guys. She's been through a lot. Her character has been through a lot. So we'll leave it at that. Now, let's talk about Miranda and her shenanigans. Miranda is like on a whole roll this season. Miranda is trying to redeem herself from episode one with what happened with her professor. 
And let's talk about her professor on the show. Her name is Dr. Nia Wallace. And in real life, if you guys don't know who the actress is, her name is Karen Pittman. And she's an American actress. She was born in Mississippi. And she's raised in Nashville, Tennessee. And... You know, she received a Bachelor of Arts in Voice and Opera at Northwestern University and a Master's of Fine Arts from NYU's Graduate Acting Program. And she was born in May 1986. She's 35 years old and she's born in Mississippi. But I have to say, I mean, I'm looking at her photos and also just from seeing her in the show when Miranda was not harassing her and she actually smiled she has the most beautiful smile ever, and I think she's definitely going to add some value to the show. All right, so now let's talk about when Carrie actually goes to Mr. Big's wake, and so she hires a different team of funeral directors and all that, and when she gets there, she walks in to see how everything looks. Is it according to what she wanted before the guests arrive? And there's flowers and she specifically requested no flowers. So she's like, why are there flowers here? I said, I don't want flowers. And the new funeral director's like, okay, that's fine. We get that. But let us just share with you who sent them. So she hands the card to Carrie. And Carrie opens up the card. And you guys are not going to believe this. So it was from Samantha. And it said, love, Samantha. So you guys, my heart melted at that moment because I was like, oh my God, it's Samantha. And I just thought it was really sweet. Even though they may not be friends, I feel like that's a sign that Samantha cares. That's a sign that Samantha loves Carrie and maybe even loves like all the other girls. And I think that when they all acknowledge that, it made them feel a little bit more peaceful about the whole situation. And I think they were happy so, Samantha, wherever you are, hon, if you're listening to this, thank you for the flowers. I think it was an amazing gesture. And if you change your mind, I have a feeling you might. We might see you on a future episode of And Just Like That. And we would love to. So then I can do a podcast episode all about you because I love you. I think you're amazing and you're so much fun. And you know what? Speaking of so much fun, how are we going to get the sex back in the sex in the city without Samantha? Are we going to hand that title over to Brady? I don't know. So Samantha, come back. Come back for everybody. Okay, so now Carrie gets everything straightened out about the flowers. People start coming in. They start sitting down. And then Miranda's there. Miranda's going to be giving the speech. And she's like, listen, I'm speaking. I'm going to start. So she walks over to where the alcohol is. And she's like, listen... I need to get a drink. And the server's like, well, we're only serving after the service. And Miranda's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like my husband sent over all the liquor from his bar and, you know, I just need a drink right now. <laughs> so the server grabs one of the bottles of wine. She's about to open it up. And Miranda's like, oh, no, you know what? It looks like there's not enough wine bottles for everyone. I just want a shot. I just want like some bourbon. <laughs> so why do you think she said that? Okay, I'll tell you why. Because she's like, oh, this is too much to handle. I need a drink and make it strong. And like literally the wine's not going to do it like one glass of wine. So she's like, I need something strong. And she's like, hurry up. I need my drink. So the server 
pours her the bourbon, and right away she takes a huge sip or two, and then she goes and she does her speech, and that was all good. But here's the other thing, you guys. What the fuck? Like, did we know that Mr. Big had a brother? I didn't know. So this is a little bit of a shock. It's like Mr. Big has a brother. Hmm. I mean, maybe I missed something. And if I did, message me, write to me, tell me about it. But I don't think we ever knew that Mr. Big had a brother. So magically, his brother's now here. Okay. Did they even look alike? Um, Probably not. I mean, the guy looks like he could be a corporate attorney or maybe a venture capitalist or someone in New York. But I don't know if he looked like his brother. Could you at least have made the brother look like him? Like, seriously? Okay. That part, whatever. It's not that believable. Okay, so then the reception ends and all of a sudden, I think it was Mitzi again. She comes up to Carrie and she's blabbing and she's like, oh my God, I lost like my husband so early in COVID and nobody could see him. And so then she's like, oh, meet my orchestrator. And I don't know, I kind of got the feeling like, there was something going on between those two because she looked way too happy to just have lost a husband a year ago. And I don't know, but I got the feeling like maybe there was something going on between those two. I'm not sure. Maybe it's not like a relationship, but I definitely think that something in the bedroom's going on with this orchestrator and her. So what do you guys think? Let me know. Okay, so what happens next, you guys? This is interesting. We've got this like Susan Sharon character and she comes up to Carrie like very abruptly and she's like, oh, you know, life's too short to hold a grudge. And I'm just here to say we can talk about this later. I know you can't deal with it right now. And it's like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Susan Sharon, like why on earth would you bombard someone who just lost their husband, the love of their life at the funeral to say, hey, like no more grudges and whatever you did to me and oh, let's just deal with it later. Like really woman, get out of here. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Get the fuck out of here. And I think that's what other people would say to us. Like get out. No one cares. All right. And so after Susan Sharon leaves, so Miranda's like, do you actually know this woman? And do you know what she's upset about? And Carrie's like, um, no, not really. I don't really remember. Okay. So I think Susan Sharon, like just we don't want to see an episode three. Just be done with it. All right, let's keep going. So now, oh my God. So this is really interesting. So Brady goes outside and he ends up meeting Shay, who is Carrie's podcast boss, but she's also somebody that likes to smoke pot and she's a little bit of a rebel from what I can tell, but she's also a very good hearted, nice person. So she bumps into Brady and Brady's like, oh, can I have a hit? And being the nice person that she is, she's like, okay, sure, I'll let you up. And at that very moment, literally like five seconds after, Miranda comes in. She's like, what is going on? And she's pretty upset, which you can understand, right? But still, it's like she overreacted. She was very dramatic. And you know what it made me think of? So she used to be a corporate lawyer. She was in law and then like she doesn't do that anymore. But she went into that freaking court mode where she's like, I'm in the courtroom. I'm going to get you. Don't you fuck with me. And you know what? I really like that because I was like, you know what, Miranda? Yeah, be a boss. 
and Miranda was a boss, but sometimes it's like Miranda, like on this new and just like that, can you tone it down just a bit? Because I don't know what you guys think, but I'm like, you're a little weird in this one. You're not like yourself that we knew. So it's been a few years and you've changed, but I'm keeping my eye on you. I'm like, hmm, are you going to be okay? Because you trying to get all these drinks during the daytime, what is that leading up to? Are you going to end up having a drinking problem later in this episode? Or are you unhappy in your marriage? Are you just dissatisfied with your career choices? Maybe all of that, right? But you've got to figure it out because it's not going to get fixed unless you determine what is broken and you fix it. So Miranda, go fix it. We don't want to see you like this all the seasons and all the episodes. So just figure it out, fix it. But we still love you. And I think you look fabulous, by the way, with your so-called gray hair, but it really looks blonde. So that's what I'm going to say. Okay, so when Shay's out there with Brady, Miranda comes in, she like loses her shit. And then she's kind of like, take it easy, you know, calm down. And she goes into this like big mode, which is like Rambo. And in fact, Shay and her talk afterwards and she's like, basically, uh, I cannot stand around for this. So she walks away, which was good because I wanted her to walk away. But what's interesting and ironic is that Shay is talking to Gary and Carrie's like, oh, hey, Miranda, I want you to meet someone. And then Miranda's probably like, OMG, I look like a fool. Yeah, Miranda, you kind of look like a fool after that because it was a little extreme. You could have been a little bit more calm about it. So then they talk because Carrie conveniently has to go and leave. Like how convenient, right? She's like, oh, I got to go. So they're like, hi, nice to meet you. They're doing this informal nice to meet you thing. And they start talking. So Shay's like, you know what? You don't really seem like a Miranda. And she's like, well, what do I seem like? Shay's like, you seem like a Rambo. <laughs> a Rambo. Okay. So when you think about it, yeah, you know what? Miranda is like a Rambo, but like in a good way, you guys, like everyone should be a damn Rambo. All right. So let's fast forward to the subway station. So Miranda again, of course, because it's New York. They're all taking the subway. She gets to the subway station and she sees her college professor and she starts walking up to her to try to talk to her. And then there's like this, I don't know what the hell this guy's name is, but like a Freddy Krueger, like Halloween custom guy. And he's trying to scare people and he goes up to the professor and he's trying to like Pranker, but then he tries to like grab her bag and rob her. And what's interesting is Miranda, who is standing behind him, takes the law book that she had in her hand and she hits him on the head as hard as she can. And he falls to the ground, and his cohorts in crime basically take him, put him on the L, drag him in there, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And the professor's like, what are you doing with like an actual like book? So when Miranda hit the guy with the law book and the professor's like, oh, did you just do that? She's like, well, yeah, you know what? I'm so glad I had the actual book 
because a Kindle would not have had the same effect. And why this is funny is like if you guys watched episode one or maybe it was the beginning of episode two, I can't remember anymore. And the professor was like, why are you carrying these books? And she's like, well, I don't know. I just like to read them. It's different for me. And so the professor is like, you're old school. Well, yeah, I think Miranda is old school, but that was interesting. Okay, so what happens next on this episode? So Carrie's still recovering from the loss of Mr. Big, and she's, you know, at home. And because she doesn't want to be alone, and her friends are actually so sweet, everyone should have friends like that. Miranda was coming over because she's like, oh, it's my turn to spend the night with you, so you're not alone. And then she invited Stanford over as well, because Stanford just likes to talk about fun fashion stuff, and he's just a sweetheart. So he's easy to manage, low stress, and that's what she needed at that time. But then the doorbell rings, you guys, and guess who's at the door? It is Charlotte. So Carrie's like, Stanford, go hide. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not very good at hiding, right? And she's like, I don't care, go hide. And so he proceeds to go hide. And Carrie opens the door and she's like, oh, by the way, she's trying to be up front a little bit. So she's like, Miranda's here. But then as they're talking, Stanford comes out and he's like, comes out to get his martini. And so Charlotte's face is like, wait a minute, did I just see Stanford? Like, what is going on? So by the way, let's rewind a little bit because I forgot to talk about this. So as they're sitting there before Charlotte comes to the apartment, they're drinking martinis, which is, of course, very sex in the city. And the martinis are strong. And so they're having a little conversation about the martinis, right? So Stanford's like sharing and he's like, I think I made these martinis too strong. And Miranda's like, not for this occasion. And you know what? Yeah, not for that occasion. Not at all. Not in New York City. So then what happens is like the cat is out of the bag because Charlotte knows like, okay, you invited everybody else, but you didn't invite me. So her feelings are hurt and she's already very sensitive. As you guys know, she's very emotional. So again, she's like upset, but you know, Carrie being the sweetheart that she is, she's like, Hey, come on in, you know, let's talk and and so forth. But you know, you guys, it's just like, Oh, I just feel for everybody at this point because I think, okay, for example, Charlotte is actually dealing with it the hardest and which is funny because it's like, listen, it wasn't your husband. It was her husband. And if she's not acting like a crying maniac, you should probably calm down. And she's not. But that is Charlotte. All right, you guys. So let's see what else happened. By the way, so when Charlotte and Carrie are talking... Charlotte's saying like, hey, it's obvious that you're mad at me because I made you go to the recital because there's some possible reason that you would invite Stanford and not me over, right? And Carrie's like, well, the truth is I didn't invite you over because you're so emotional. And she's like, even right now, you're being so emotional. And just like that, that's a wrap for this episode. But I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. I have a feeling it's gonna get a lot more exciting from here. Thank you for listening to the And Just Like That Fans podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I would be truly grateful and promise to release more content for you guys. And if you have a friend that loves Carrie Bradshaw, 
and the new series. And just like that, make sure you share my podcast with them and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know about new episodes. And if Carrie Bradshaw has inspired you to launch your own podcast, make sure you check out the show notes to learn more about my Launch Your Podcast Masterclass and join my private Facebook community and follow us on all of our social media handles. The details are going to be in the show notes and you can go directly to the podcast website, www.andjustlikethatbandspodcast.com to listen to all the episodes. I will see you guys next time.